Welcome to another episode of the VRMA Arrival Podcast. I'm the editor of VRMA's publications, Alexa Schlosser, and your host for today. I'm excited to share my conversation with Vintori's Brooke Fouts, who's leading a workshop at this year's international conference. Thanks for listening. Well, hi, Brooke. Thanks for chatting with me today. Um, so first, could you introduce yourself to the listeners and, and tell me a bit about Vintori? Yeah, well, Alexa, very, very happy to be here. Thanks for uh, inviting me. Yeah, my name is Brooke Fouts. I am a founder and CEO of Inventory, uh, but I've I've been in the short-term vacational space for about 15 years. Uh, started a short-term vacational management company called uh, Vantage Resort Realty based out of Ocean City, Maryland. Uh, grew that company pretty quickly, grew that company to about 500 properties under management and then, then sold that, exited that business. Uh, and then I've held various other leadership roles within the industry. And then, uh, yeah, about three and a half years ago, we started Vintory and Vintory's mission is to help short-term vacation rental managers grow their inventory. And, and that's about it. That's awesome. So I understand that you are presenting a workshop at uh, VRMA International Conference, which is, well, recording this in early October. This is happening in, in late October. But I was wondering if you could walk through a little bit about the subject of that workshop and just tell me, um, you know, why vacation rental managers might want to might want to attend. Yeah. So first off, I'm I'm so excited for this workshop. It's uh, I'm I'm co-presenting with uh, my friend Jed Stevens uh, from Kloakai. Great guy. Great business out there. And honestly, Alexa, we're doing something that's never been done before. We are. It's a it's a three hour interactive workshop where we are building out an inventory acquisition growth machine uh, for for short term vacation rental managers. Um, really excited about it, and we're going to help them with building out their key messaging, building blocks. And again, this is going to be very interactive. This is a workshop. This is not your typical, you know, VRMA presentation where you sit and just kind of slouch back in the back of your chair and listen. This mm-hmm. is very interactive. You're going to be building out everything yourself. Um, we're going to be building out those key messaging and building blocks. We're going to be building out an owner recruitment uh, landing page and, and website. We're going to be designing and building postcards, uh, again, specifically for owner acquisition. Um, we're going to build out a, a PowerPoint slide deck for an owner presentation that you can share with any prospective owners that you have, Um, cold email templates. We're even going to set up a CRM and marketing automation software platform uh, for them. So really excited. Um, and, but, you know, I guess you, I think you mentioned something about like, why is it important, you know, and why should they look at this? I, I think it's, I think it's important for a couple of reasons. First is, in, you know, growing your inventory and, and inventory acquisition is probably the lever that has the greatest impact for any single vacation rental manager for the revenue, top line revenue and their profits. Um, you know, if they're if you're a VRM, you know, vacation rental manager, and you want to increase your revenue, really, you have you kind of have three choices. You know, you can increase your rates. Um, you know, you can do that through revenue management or dynamic pricing. You can increase your marketing through, you know, through channels and OTAs and distribution and things like that, or you can grow your inventory. Um, and new inventory has the greatest impact, uh, you know, versus all those other, you know, levers that you can adjust. In fact, we found it's, it's like four to six times the impact than those other channels, uh, for your top line, uh, top line revenue. And, and therefore even your, your, what, what falls to the bottom line. So again, in summary, inventory is just super critically important to this. Yeah, no, that's that's great. I mean, the the workshop too. It's not, I almost wish I was in the business so I could join it. It feels like you get away <laughs> a lot. You go to that workshop and you're going to get a lot out of it. Is there anything that uh, anyone who's interested in going to that workshop should prepare to bring so that they're fully um, ready to actually experience that workshop and get the most out of it? 
Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so first off is like come with an open mind, uh, come fully recharged, ready to go. Uh, bring your laptop if you have if you have one. If you don't, we're gonna have some of the people on my team. We're actually bringing out like you know five or six people for my team to kind of help out. Uh, to build this out, um, you know, maybe start brainstorming kind of some of those key messaging, you know, points are, um, you know, what sets you apart, what makes you unique, what what are your key features and benefits, what's your unique selling proposition, um, you know, and just, but, you know, most of it comes down to, I would say, just come fully recharged, open mind and ready to rock. And what, what's the, what day is it on the, the workshop? That is actually on the, um, uh, the Sunday, uh, right there, okay. I guess Vera starts that Sunday night and it's, uh, right. I believe one 30, uh, on Sunday, uh, uh, Vegas time, Pacific time. Cool. That's, that sounds, that sounds great. People can kick their, their VRMA experience off, uh, strong with, with that work. Right. Right. That's, that's, right. that's amazing. Um, we, I guess it, what you said, nothing like this has really been done before. How did you guys come up with, with this, um, structure? how do you know you wanted to do this? Yeah. So I just kind of worked with my team. I said, all right, if, you know, people are coming into this and they're, they, they want to, you know, they're signing up for this, uh, this, this session, what would, what can I do? What's, what's the greatest impact that I could do and that the team can do to help a short-term vacation role manager grow their inventory? Like, how do we put this together? Look, we only have, I mean, three hours is a long time, but it's really not a long time. So it's like, what can we do that has the greatest impact to kind of set uh, anybody up? And it could be anybody that's a brand new, you know, that you have one property or zero properties to anybody, even, you know, uh, if you have 3000 properties under management, I think there's going to be some great takeaways out of this. Uh, but we just kind of designed it from the perspective of thinking with the end in mind. What is the, what can we do that has the greatest impact? Uh, to help uh, the people that are attending this session uh, grow their inventory. And we kind of narrowed it down to a condensed uh, workshop and kind of you know, started there. So I'm, yeah, again, super excited about this, uh, this opportunity. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, pivoting a little bit just into kind of industry or ideas in general about like where, what are you seeing like the biggest issues that property managers are facing both this year and as you know as we move into 2023 you know inventory or, or aside or or otherwise just what what do you think are the biggest challenges that there should they'll be facing well i mean i know it's probably this has been said i, I probably if you ask this question on any podcast and i probably listen to a thousand podcasts you know it's usually the two big things right it's it's regulations uh and it's hiring um, those are the two biggest challenges that we're seeing out there uh, by far, 100%. Yeah, it's, it's true. It's, it's, um, it's, it's not just obviously this industry that's, that's across the whole, the whole economy is, um, you know, not so much the regulations, but obviously the hiring and staffing is such an issue right now. Yeah. And I think it's nice knowing you're not alone, but um, it's, it doesn't make it any <laughs> easier. Right. <laughs> Well, and well, a couple of things. First is, you know, make sure please support, you know, obviously VRMA is doing a great job with the advocacy fund. Please support that. It's a great cause. And it's, it, it is, it is the biggest challenge that faces us. It's the biggest headwinds that we have. So make sure you're supporting uh, VRMA and the advocacy fund. Um, but from the, the hiring perspective, you know, uh, there's, I guess there's certain things you can do to kind of, you know, offset that a little bit. Obviously you still need to have boots on the ground. You still need to have people in your local market and it is super hard and super challenging to hire those people. I 
trust me, we, we have over 400 partners on our platform and I hear it every single day, you know, the challenges that they're facing with that. But, you know, there's certain areas where you can leverage remote work. I mean, Ventory, we are, we have 50 team members and we are hundred percent remote and, um, you know, we built a remote workforce. And for me, I love it because it allows me to, to hire the best talent, regardless of where they live. Um, and, um, you know, it, it's just a great, and, and many, many people, I think though, in this industry feel that they have to have their entire team, you know, in their, in their office, in their market. And that is not necessarily true. There are certain positions, many positions, you know, when I had Vantage, uh, most of our reservationists were actually not in our office. They were actually all over. Um, and that was 15 years ago, you know, 14 years ago. Um, so it can be done. And I, and I think there's uh, different sources you can do. It doesn't even need to be onshore. You know, it can be uh, it can be offshore. Um, you know, we we partner. We actually have six or seven team members that are with the Extend team, who's a, a, a you know a VRMA uh, member, uh, great uh, company, and they 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 do a lot of hiring. You know, offshore. You know, with like Philippines and things like that. So, um, just uh, I think there's a couple different things you can do to kind of you know offset those challenges a little bit. But I I do definitely sympathize that uh, that on in market is very challenging sometimes to hire some of these cleaning cleaning uh people and, and maintenance people yeah absolutely what would you you know I'm, I'm curious about you know inventory and you're saying you know a great way to increase the bottom line is to have more inventory is there a you know obviously that can range from from having two properties to you know like you said thousands is there a sweet spot or are there like different rungs that people you feel people fit into and like what are like sort of the resources and are do they change and depending on how many like uh, properties you have i'm just curious about how that scales yeah well it's so if you look at the you know uh, every large company in our space for the most part started small um, I mean, from Vacasa to V-Trips to Casago, they all started with one property. Um, and it's just, you have these different, I guess, it's like an S-curve, you know, it's like as you grow, you have different challenges of every different stage that you you have it. And, uh, you know, uh, there's no sweet spot, um, you know, again, it's, there's tons of different uh, challenges facing, I guess, depending on whatever, you know, stage yeah. you're in. Totally. Do you... What would what advice I guess would you give to as we move into 2023 um, to property managers um, as they as they're looking ahead? I know we talked about sort of the challenges that they'll certainly be facing, but how do you how do you suggest they might kind of try to get ahead of, of the unknowns of what might happen in 2023 in general? Wow, man, that's a deep question. Um, <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm asking you to look into a crystal ball. I understand. I think maybe to give you a little bit more context too about, um, so right now we're working on issue four of the VRMA Arrival magazine. And our cover story is, is essentially called, you know, post boom, like what's happening next with the industry. You know, not you're not saying that there's there's doom coming, but we did just go through a really big boom. And so kind of what does that look like you know, once things start to even out a little bit, will they even out? Are, are we going to stay at this level of, of activity? Just curious if you have any opinions on on that. Yeah, well, I think 2021 and 2022 were, you could put a little COVID uh, asterisk uh, next to those numbers. I think, you know, people will look back, you know, five years from now and look at their top line revenue, look at their their margins and their uh, profits and things like that. And they'll have that little COVID uh, asterisk. But um, yeah, I guess for me, we are, 
and again, I, I don't have any crystal ball, but I believe, I strongly believe we're getting ready to head into a recession. Um, all the macroeconomic, you know, uh, trends that I see and all the thing, the research that I'm doing and all the really, really smart people, smarter than me, uh, are kind of predicting this. But with that said, what I love about this industry is short-term vacation rental industry is, um, I don't want to say it's recession-proof, but it's maybe recession-insulated. Um, and I think we're in a really good spot. People continue to travel. People will continue to take vacations. People are looking for um, value uh, when, when you go into recession. So I think people may not go to uh, people may not go to Italy. They may not go to Europe, but maybe they stay locally, uh, drive to destinations. So I feel like, um, you know, we're in a, we're in a good spot. I mean, you know, I've been in this industry for a long time. I mean, I know a lot of people have been in this industry for a long time. When I ask people that I know that have, you know, weathered this, you know, the 2007, 2008, if you think about it, 2007, 2008 was the worst time that we have ever seen, you know, in our, in, in this cycle, uh, in, in our generation, it's the first worst we've ever seen. And many of these companies were down tops, 10% top line. They were mm -hmm. down maybe two to 3% or even up two to 3%. Wow. So we're in a very, we're, we're in a good spot, you know, short-term mm -hmm. vacation rentals uh, are a very good uh, industry that are, again, we're, we're insulated from recession. So I'm not too worried. I would say again, kind of going back to what I talked about before, the, the, the lever that we have that has the greatest impact is inventory. So, I mean, if you add more properties, I wrote a I wrote an art article for Focus Wire, uh, and it talked about this. It said, you know, what can you do? It, it when you see recessions, typically supply goes up. Um, so if you can increase that supply again, that's the greatest uh, impact. People that have never rented before, guess what? When they're in a position where they have to rent, they 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 now have to rent out these properties. Um, I was that perfect example. Uh, I was that. The definition of that first time frank right i never rented my, my my beach house before and then when the 2007 2008 recession hit guess what i had to run it out mm -hmm. um so uh it's uh it actually increased i i argue my thesis is supply actually goes up uh during uh during recessions mm -hmm. do you have any thoughts on sort of the increasing mortgage rates and how that might affect anyone in, in the industry looking to increase their inventory so obviously the people that already have these properties, unless they're an adjustable rate mortgage, uh, they're, they're sitting fine. I think they're, they're okay. Um, I think obviously maybe it, it hurts potentially people looking to a, acquire inventory mm -hmm. where they're doing this more of as a business and it's all, it has to have, it has to cash flow. Mm -hmm. But many of the people that I know, I mean, historically weren't buying, you know, vacation properties to, like this wasn't a this wasn't a huge asset class they were buying just where it had to make money. They wanted to have a second home. They wanted to have a vacation home that they could use, and they wanted to offset their their rental income. Yeah. I think just because the the rates have been so low for so long, and vacation rental you know revenue numbers have you know been going through the roof of recent, that I think therefore it's been a little bit inflated of recent where they've been, you know, more and more people are coming into this, looking at this as a true investment uh, class. But I still do believe uh, it is a good investment, um, you know, overall. Yeah, that's great. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about, I try to talk to everybody about this, who I talked to both on the podcast and, and the magazine, just I think it's such an important part of, you know, vacation rental management being seen as, you know, the, the, the high quality, you know, 
the industry that it is, but, but it, that rests on professionalism and making sure that our, you know, there's so much in the, in the news about short-term rentals that I think a lot of people get the, the wrong impression about them. And I think it's so important that we, we showcase just how professional yeah. we are and, and the ethics that we care about. So I don't know if you, if you had any thoughts on, on just like how can rent rental managers increase their professionalism or showcase it in, in a better way uh, moving forward. Yeah, well, I mean, first off, yeah, I think most people are doing an incredible job in this industry. 98% of the professional vacation role managers do it admirably. They're running solid businesses. I mean, I I I love this industry. I love yeah. the people in this industry, the scrappiness of it, right? The the entrepreneur nature of it. I mean, it's you know, most people that are running these businesses are small business entrepreneurs. And I just I love that. I mean, I've I'm an entrepreneur. This is my fourth business I've started. I mean, I, I've owned small business and medium-sized businesses since I was 25. And, but where I think we can, you know, improve overall, um, you know, business is really just like, I think more of like the business operating systems, mm-hmm. uh, KPIs, um, you know, financial metrics, um, even like, I mean, this sounds silly, but simple things like running effective meetings and, you know, helping, yeah. you know, like setting strategy for the organization. And mm-hmm. look, I mean, I went to business school. They don't, they don't teach you these things. And yeah. most people in our industries, they haven't gone through any kind of formal training on, on how to run a business, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think if we can just highlight more of those financial metrics, KPIs, operational systems, even just effective business meetings, I think that would really help it out. But again, 98% uh, of the people in this industry do a fantastic job. Yeah. No, that's, that's a great point. It's so true. Cause you know, a lot of people do sort of find themselves that they fall into this industry. They they start with their one property, their one home that was just going to be for them. And then they kind of get bitten by the bug a little bit. So you're right. They didn't have a full business plan going into it of like, okay, and this is how this is going to be now. So um, yeah, I think that's, I think that's really good advice. Well, we talked a little bit about kind of future state of the industry and any predictions, but I just want to, you know, as we kind of close here, if you have any final thoughts either about, you know, this year, next year, or just, just in general about the, about the industry. Yeah. I mean, well, the, first off, the industry is on fire. It's going to, you know, we're in high growth. It's going to continue to grow. Um, we are, you know, the, the proverbial pretty girl at the dance, right? Everybody wants to be with us. I mean, it is just, we're, we're in a good spot. I mean, I, I predict it's going to continue to grow at a really fast pace. Um, you know, not only on supply, I mean, you know, where we are right now, where we sit with supply, I think that number is going to, I mean, and I think that's where like Airbnb really sees this opportunity, you know, where they really want to grow, grow the, make the proverbial pie bigger. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think also more and more guests are going to think of vacation rentals first, you know, as these younger generations have been brought up through, you know, short-term vacation rentals, uh, I think it's going to just uh, be a boom for the industry. But I also see, you know, just looking in kind of the proverbial uh, crystal ball here, you know, obviously consolidation is happening. We know it is, it already is happening, but it's still, we're still in the early, early innings, but it's not, I'm not talking about just consolidation with Vacasa and V trips and those kind of things. And, you know, but you also have obviously lots of private equity companies that are out there. They're flying under the radar. They're rolling up, you know, letting the local brands stay local, um, you know, keeping those same brand names, but also, even, um, you know, the franchises, like there's uh, like uh, uh, Steve Schwab and Ryan Dame over Casago, they've got a great uh, franchise system where t- I think people want to be part of something bigger than just them, right? They want to be part of like a group and 
having the ability to operate it local, keep local local, but have that overall arching support, I think is, is, is pretty important. I think you're going to see that coming up. And this is, it's just so funny because, you know, history, what do they say? History doesn't repeat itself, but it rhymes. Yeah. And if you look back, look at the hotels in the fifties, most hotels in the fifties were all independent Mm -hmm. local uh, brands. And then they just, they partnered with a a flag like a Marriott or a Hilton or whatever Mm -hmm. happened to be but they still had that local ownership. You still had the franchisee that owned it. You look at even the insurance agents in the 60s, the same thing happened. Most insurance agents in the 60s were all small town businesses that mm-hmm. had their own, you know, but then they partnered up with the big brands and the big, you know, uh, companies. So this is nothing new. Um, right. You know, they were all of them were independent operators and the same thing is happening. So I'm even seeing and hearing, I'm hearing more, chatter about groups and like these almost like these co-ops uh that are out there so it's not only the franchises but it's potentially co-ops where people want to kind of lock arms together band together and like how can you have that you know local stay local you know be independent but still have the support of more of like that comes with the benefits of that national brand so Mm-hmm. It, it's it's a, such a fun time to be in the industry and yeah. seeing it kind of shape out. And I, I'm just, I'm so privileged uh, to, to be a part of it. Yeah. I think it's, it's funny to like, I think people forget that where we are a relatively young industry, we're, oh. we're kind of adolescent, right? We're, we're the growing pains are, are happening and we're trying to figure things out and, and mature. Um, but I think people, people can forget that, or it doesn't, it's not always top of mind that, you know, we, we're going through some of the same things that people have gone through before us and people yeah. will go through after us, but we have to, you have to go through it in order to grow as, as an industry. It just, the impatience can kind of get to you sometimes. Awesome. Absolutely. Well, Brooke, thank you so much for taking some time to chat. I'm I'm so excited to hear about your your workshop at VRMA International Conference. I won't be able to go this year, unfortunately, but I know my colleagues will be. So I'll make sure to to plug this to them and say, hey, you guys got to check this out. And then obviously all of our listeners as well. But but thank you again, Brooke. Yeah. Thank you, Alexa. 